welcome to Tigers, Tigers, blah, 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 um, Hull City podcast with me, Luke Flanagan, and Rich Walker is my co-host. He's here as well. Hello. We're not in person today, are we? No, thank God. <laughs> you don't have to look at me this time, it's just through the phone. But... Well, well, yeah, same goes for you, for you not having to look at me. But, <laughs> I quite enjoyed know, it we... last week, to be fair, before don't have lockdown. Don't breathe on each other and, like... Do all that bad stuff that we're not supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, you're not allowed anymore. to do that now. You're not allowed to breathe, are you? No. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, we've got a few things to talk about today, today's episode. Um, a couple of things before we get started. As usual, we're just going to thank our sponsors and partners and patrons and stuff. So, Hull City Ladies, you will have seen, I'm sure, have had their fixtures suspended until Wednesday, the 2nd of December, in line with all the lockdown measures. Um, because the Northern Premier Division, which they play in, is actually classed as Tier 3, um, and therefore it's not classed as Elite, so they won't have any fixtures for the next month, um, which I know they're disappointed about, but I'm sure um, once we get back to it, we'll, we'll be able to make it down there for games and everything, so something we've just put on the back burner, I suppose, there. They have, they've, yeah. done a, they've done a statement on the, the Twitter, so if you want to know more about that, just have a look at Hull City LFC, it is the app on Twitter. Yeah, if, if you want to go to those games, you know, stay out of your family's houses for the next month, for God's sake. Yeah, right, innit? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Fan Hub as Don't well. Don't go in the back garden either. No, 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 you're not allowed to do that. Jesus Christ, it's rife in there. God forbid. <laughs> Tell you where it's not rife, work, school, all oh, of them. That's fine. They're all right. That's aren't they? fine. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so yeah, without getting political. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if your activity makes money, do it. Exactly. <laughs> if it just makes you happy, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to people to help out. Don't socialise to help out. That's the new, the new one. Um, uh, yeah, fanhub underscore football is our other partner. Um, they've got a pin tweet from last week uh, or the week before actually that goes about representing your club um, exclusive early access to the app so whether lockdown will change that I don't know but not that I've heard so have a check out of them and then we've got Patreon um, names Danny Nicol, Ewan Jones, Adam Brown Alex O'Neill, Micah San and Aaron Bell um, I'd say we would do more episodes over lockdown, but actually we're not affected, are we? We just still work, so yes, we won't have any extra time, unfortunately. unfortunately. Yeah, um, but we'll see what we can do for those patrons. Obviously, we appreciate everybody who does that. We have got Rich Fleming coming back. Um, he said there was an issue with payment and stuff, so he's basically just. Um, I think he oh, lost. Goodness. I think he lost his wallet and had to cancel his cards. It <laughs> <laughs> happens to all of us. But he said he's, yeah. he said he'll Did come you know, back in. I once, I once lost my wallet. Did you um, on a on a bus from Beverly to Hull? Um, and I obviously, you know, it's really annoying to lose your wallet. Obviously. Um, but then at the end of the day, when I got the bus from Hull back to Beverly, I sat in the same seat. And my wallet was down the side of the seat. It had just been riding around on the one two one all no day. Way. And still everything in it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It shows how few people get on that bus. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't know. It's, Can you imagine? I was just really. Now? It'd be lifting, no, no. It'd be lifting out <laughs> your pocket, mate, straight away. Yeah. It was just incredibly lucky. Man, that was, somebody was looking after you that day, I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, so. Um, 
I think we did struggle this week, did we not? To really have a good, bad and everything else. <laughs> oh, I've got it all sorted. You've got, got it all good, sorted. A good, bad and a number. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, do you want to start with your good? We, we'll do the traditional shit sandwich where we start with something good, have the shit in the middle and then finish <laughs> on a little positive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So my good, um, I was looking for the less obvious good in the aberration that was the performance at Swindon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think without giving too much away, you've gone for the positives that most people would have gone for. I'm sure I will have done, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've um, not wanted to pick the same thing. I've gone for um, Josh Emanuel. Right, okay. Yeah, not um, the same as me. No, no, I don't... <laughs> It, like you say, it was just, it was a struggle to to think of too much more um, beyond what you're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I thought Emmanuel again um, just showed exactly why he is now first choice right back. Um, injury to Louis Coyle notwithstanding, what we're getting from Emmanuel every week is at worst a six out of ten, um, mm. and at best, you know, you're looking at seven or eight. He's, he's thing, been very thing, consistent this year. He really has. What impressed me about him on Saturday was he, as much as he could um, in that back four, he looked defensively sound. But he was also probably, as the that insipid second half went on, he was probably one of our more um, dangerous attacking players he, as well. He, he does he always really have that outlet where he looks like he's dangerous, you know? Like he could create yeah. something, whether he's an overlapper, um, or whether he's hitting a cross within into the box. He he, he puts decent balls in, doesn't he? Whereas I think someone like Elder is hit and miss. Sometimes his balls in are absolutely magnificent, and other times he's just just poor. I think he's yeah, far I more think consistent. With, with Elder, you get a little bit more consistency of delivery in his in his free kicks, yeah, um, corners, obviously that's. Yeah, that's not something you're getting from Emmanuel because no. he doesn't take them. But Elder's dead ball uh, deliveries are certainly better than his from open play, which you probably expect um, from most players who are given dead ball responsibilities. Yeah. But for for me, um, Emmanuel is. If you were to compare the two fullbacks, Emmanuel has been much more consistent in general, and at times could probably feel hard done to that he's not been spoken of more in games, I think. I'd say that was fair. He's he's constantly on the he's, move. He's all yeah. He's always trying to look to get outside of his, his winger to provide support. And we've said it previously that he allows Wilkes to go roaming into areas where he's more dangerous. Obviously that didn't pay off for him on Saturday. Yeah. But that wasn't through a lack of um a lack of effort or quality for Emmanuel. I thought he gave you everything that he would, that you would ask him to. Yeah, he he was just extremely unfortunate mm. that that quality performance wasn't wasn't matched by his, his teammates. Yeah, it was a shame, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know. He um, he's got as a fullback, he's got the full package, hasn't he? Really, because he can defend very well a lot of the threats he snuffs out and we don't really concede goals down his side, do we? We haven't done so far, no. Um, it's, it's, I'm not, not saying that you know, we An anomaly or because we're looking at a small sample yeah, size with maybe. only 10 games or what. 
Um, he just seems to be able to read each player he plays very well. The only time he's really come up against anything was, in my opinion, was really um, Fleetwood because he was told to obviously told to push up so high. So was Elder. That was the way that they were trying to play, and it didn't pay off, did it? But aside from that, I did. I don't think the goals came from his side even, did they? It was mainly Saunders who was on the other side um, against Fleetwood. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I do think sometimes it's very easy to overlook the defence if they have a clean sheet because this, the focus will have been over the last four or five games on, on Jacob Greaves because he has been very good. Um, yes. He wasn't so good against Peter Braden. didn't have a bad game, but there were a couple of errors in no, there. No, but I think... I think when we watched the goals back together, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, last week. We, yeah, we looked at both of them and said Greaves could do better. And I remember, both I remember listening to um, uh, what's it called? He used to play for Forest. Uh, Mike Crossley, the keeper, um, uh-huh. when he was on under the cosh, and McCann's done something similar to what he said that Cluffy did when he was a young keeper. So he'd put him in for three or four games, then he'd take him out and leave him. In the under twenty well, threes on think, reserves, he's done yeah. that on purpose, I think, just to shield him a little bit yeah. because it's not. I I and it's an approach with young players that I agree with because mm. you are going to see those performances from them whereby it's not going to be eight out of ten every week. The best, no, that's the thing with young players. It's about allowing them to learn the game and and to develop their consistency. Yeah, sometimes you do get the the lads who you can put straight. Well, in I think Lewis Potter is the example of almost. that. Well. Again, but last you year say it that. wasn't like that, was it? Yeah, you say that about Lewis Potter, but I mean, he made twenty substitute appearances in the league last season. Yeah, an awful. So it's not like started, he's been rushed he? in. It, it, one one league yeah. start. I mean, even when he scored uh, that so goal against, because uh, he, well, he came on as a sub against Charlton, scored there, even though it wasn't given to him. He scored against Barnsley as a sub, and then he came on against Birmingham as a sub. I think just before Christmas, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and scored, and scored yeah. as well. So. Often the the kind of vitriol that we saw at the end of last season was often aimed from the camp because he refused to play Lewis Potter. Um, he probably made the right decision in the end because you wouldn't have wanted a young lad to have all that responsibility on him when we were clearly a sinking ship anyway. It wouldn't have been no, good for exactly. his development, that, would it? That's the thing with an 18, 19 year old. Um... You can't just see him as the saviour, and then when it doesn't happen, people no, are like, oh, he's not all that. <laughs> you can't. You can't look. In most instances, for an eighteen to nineteen-year-old to be one of the central pieces of your no. team, like with with them, you almost have to put them aside and say, okay, what's ne- what's good for the team in the short term might not be good for this player's development in the long term. Yeah. And I think with things like that, you always have to go with the player's long-term development. Yeah, and I think that's what he's doing currently with Greavesy, mm. and I'd, I think that's fine. I think that's that's the right thing to do. Um, my positive was Lewis Potter, mainly his goal, to be honest, because yeah, it was excellent, wasn't it? That, I mean, score that after fifteen minutes, you think this is going to be good? Um, <laughs> it looked that way as well, it, didn't it? We, we, we were on all top. over they the place yeah, at the they back. Were, they were awful, and then we switch off from a corner and <sighs> fucking Paul Caddis, man. <laughs> well, let's not go there God. yet. You're talking about Lewis anyway, Potter. <laughs> the way he picks up the ball and just drives at the defence the confidence that he's got like at the minute with all the goals that he's got so far he's either 
poacher, right place, right time, or he's scoring the spectacular. I mean, can you imagine if that Fleetwood effort that he actually scored oh, would have counted? Yeah. That would have been on the... Uh, when when fans do finally get back in the KC, that would have been added to the loop of the goals that they played before <laughs> they come on, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, highlight real stuff. It was brilliant, really but he he's really impressed me this season. I mean, it was good for him to get off to such a good start when he scored against Gillingham after two minutes. I think that did him did his confidence a world good. Well, the the penalty against and that as well. Yeah, I mean to score the, score the winning penalty, as it were. Um, because he, he scored against Leicester as well, actually, before Gillingham, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Great header as it's well. It's almost like he was... He, not only has he been given the chance to, to play and to become a first-team player, but in, in scoring mm. on those occasions, it's like he, it, was, it was a very visible kind of notification that, OK, I'm here now, I am a player. Yeah, he's, that, he's like, well, shirt's, that shirt's can handle mine. The responsibility. That left-wing shirt is mine, and you're not going to yeah. take it off me very easily. Yeah, it's like in 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 you know taking the the fifth penalty of Sunderland scoring against Leicester, scoring against Gillingham. It's yeah, it, he has announced himself. It's like I am a first team player now. Absolutely, yeah. You can count. You can count on me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the responsibility. Yeah. Um. So I think that was one of the positives to come out of the game. Um. The thing that I loved about that goal, um, wasn't just that he ran through the middle of Swindon's defence and made them all look like part players. <laughs> it was. It was the physicality that he showed in yeah. it because he shrugs off a couple he's of times. He's really developed. Like he's he's been in well, the gym over lockdown. Something that McCann said in the week. Yeah, I, I was, heard him say you know, that. You can yeah. see the change yeah. in him, and you can like he looks. He's looking more like a man. I mean, you compare him with Samuelson, oh, who still looks like a child. But physically, and, he's still a child, Samuelson. He just gets knocked off the ball yeah. so easily, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that um, Lewis Potter is suddenly. Blossomed into uh, was it Steve Fletcher used to play for Bournemouth and cut his shirt sleeves off oh. to accentuate his muscles? Um, yeah, it was him. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that that Lewis Potter suddenly developed into him. No, but, but he's he, definitely he can, buffer. Can... <laughs> just the way that he just that, that, boinds your... those people. I, off I'm saying, I'm saying, it looks more like an adult. You, you can say buff boy. <laughs> Well, especially you. Uh, you I presume you've watched the goal back again, but it is yes. just like a couple of times. Bang! Enjoyed see it. you later. Just like don't even come near me. And last last year, he did look a li- little bit slightly. So maybe yeah. lockdown and the you know preseason that they did have is he's just been told right, get your strength up, get your fit like not fitness, but get your physique stronger. Could just be aged. Because well. you well, yeah, but also aged. you are gonna be in a league where people are gonna try and bully it because League One is like that, isn't it? Um, yeah. Because you remember watching Josh Tymon play against Rochdale and he was like sixteen at the time. And there was just this big mm. fat cunt of a striker on him. <laughs> but he just dealt with him so well. He was strong. Yeah, he stood up to it that's so, it. Yeah. I mean I'm not sure where Tymon is now because he was great for us and then he went to Stoke and then it didn't really work for him. But it was that kind of... Still there? Is he still there? Because he went out on loan, I think. I believe so. He went out on loan, so somewhere was in Portugal. It, was it MK Dons last season, wasn't he? Was it? Oh, was he at MK oh, Dons? Was it, was it last season? It might have been yeah. the end of last season, actually, because I think he actually spent some time in Portugal. He was on loan at, at some Portuguese team. Yes, he did. He, did. He, he, he went out to... Port- Sorry, MK Dons in 2018, oh, was it? And, and he was at... A, 
I know Portuguese yeah. team. I think I think you pronounce it Família Chão. Yeah, that sounds sounds familiar. Actually, yeah, sounds familiar. I remember seeing it gone abroad anyway on loan. But uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, it kind of reminds he, me of that a little he's bit. He's been back at Stoke. All right, fair play. Um, I think that's it. That's the exhausted. Um, good. <laughs> yeah, there weren't many. Yeah, there weren't. Were, I mean, were. Do you want to go with your bad then? Let's <laughs> get. Yes, so I will go with my bad. Um, my bad. Mind you, it depends what's yours. Again, another edit point. Um, well, I said the second goal was my bad. I was going to go with the second goal because I was going to look at device. Right, okay. I'll tell you what. I'll do something else. You do that one. So, do you want? are you going to look at the first or should we talk about the first goal first? Well, yeah, well, then... I'll do the first. Let's let's talk about the first goal first. Um, okay. It's really... So you're bad. You're bad. If if we're going in sequential yeah. order, uh, I think you you should you should. Yeah, go well, first actually, I'll bad. keep it. We'll we'll break tradition with that. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go with it because it makes chronological sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just so it wound me up so much to watch. <laughs> it's not like City have been, is it? The switching off. I don't know. I think the switching off and just. <laughs> I mean, what was? What, I mean, let's talk about that first goal. What was that? <laughs> it was it, like you say, lapsing concentration. I watched it back uh, about half an hour yeah. ago. I watched it a couple of times, and it wasn't one player no. that lost no, the man. Because probably you. Well, I had Ben could look at Caddis about, and oh, say well, Caddis less, less lost his man. It was Eves's fault. And I thought, well, that's not. Well, Eves, Eves certainly ran past. He him. did, but it wasn't just Eves, Eves ran past Caddis. But Lewis Potter's come away out of that area with his back to back to the yeah. ball. Um, I think was it Callum Elder would be front yeah, stick. He's usually there, isn't he? So that could potentially be his thing. Mm. Nobody switched on. They've all gone into an area to pick a man, or you know. Whatever, um, they weren't sharp enough. The thing it that, was just lazy. No, the thing that would maybe catch them out would be that I don't know. I mean, obviously, I haven't studied Swindon's set pieces and, and the way that they attack them, but generally, it's it's not the done thing to have your fullback in the area, particularly someone of Caddis's it stature. It did seem a little bit um, like off the cuff that. It's almost like the, but that's, the thinking that's, of that's the thing. Remember when uh, Liverpool beat Barcelona with that short corner from Alexander Arnold? That yeah. sort of thinking yeah. reminded me of that a little bit, but a really they shit were incredibly version of it. <laughs> they were alive to the yeah, situation, yeah. and we yeah. weren't. Um, and I know we both said uh, in text messages to each other that Caddis was annoying during the game. Yeah, but it was again. It was just like the wheeling. I was slagging him, but. Actually, he did really well against yeah. us for Fleetwood. It was the exactly, exactly the same. It was like, I wish we had somebody yeah. else that switched on there. Caddis's performance, I thought, typified the difference between the two teams. They just wanted it more. I thought ultimately, ultimately cost City was just that bit of street yeah. smart um, to his game. He, he was into everything, mm. uh, challenges, little bits of niggly wasting time. Yeah. Um, you could see he was certainly getting in players' heads towards the end of the game. It was definitely what we did to Northampton. 
in many respects. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, yeah, it was so, anyway. We we proper shit house then, yeah. and then when they were two one up, they were doing all the things we usually do, which is waste time and you know, st- like Emmanuel stepping over the boards to get the different ball that's just gone off him. There's one in front of him. Just little psychological things like that just rile the opposition up, and they they played it perfectly, yeah. didn't they? So yeah, and and you know, the, the best moment he had of of the game. Mm. You know, and, and everything that built up towards that and, and that he continued doing afterwards was in the goal. He was switched yeah. on. Uh, he's a fantastic strike. But like you say, you know, the reason it's a bad is because we switched off so badly. Whoever's whoever's supposed to be picking up that man, uh, or even if he, you know, that's probably it. Probably Caddis, like we say, didn't have a man designated to pick him up on set pieces. That's why they've all run past him. Nobody's picked him up. Yeah, and I mean, there's two, there's two ways with this. And what I was going to say was... I don't know if you saw that um, shambolic defending by Man United yesterday um, for that first goal. I didn't. I read about oh, it. I've, I've got better things to do than watch Man Well, United. I didn't watch Man United, can I just say. <laughs> I'm not interested in watching Man United. But because it, this goal was so ridiculous, it was all over Twitter, so I've seen it quite a lot. Um, right. Essentially, what, what happened with that was the took a short corner and lost it and they just hoofed it up the other end and there was nobody on Denver Bar in his own half and he just ran through and scored. Now, at the end of the game, Solskjaer came out and said, it's my responsibility because I'm supposed to give players like instructions from the sideline. And actually, I disagree with him because, yes, it's the manager's responsibility to say, right, this is your job from this corner, you do this, you do that. But as a professional footballer, you switch on and look alive to the situation. You go... It, you've, you've played on Saturday and played on Sunday. Uh, no, who's marking him? Fucking mark him. You know what I mean, <laughs> don't you? Like it doesn't doesn't isn't that the, isn't that the job of your keeper if he's in his own half and he sees well, an opposition player on the accusation to be levelled? Absolutely. But what I'm saying is, it's not just like if, if they've been through all of the drills and McCann said, make sure you mark him, you mark him. He's not there normally. They need to be more switched on with it. Use your common sense. Exactly, exactly. You can't. You cannot just say, "But I'm going here because that's what's written on the the whiteboard in the changing yeah, room." Yeah, exactly. It's like you. You want. You need to be alert to like, the being game situation oh, as well. Man. It's like, well, it's fucking somebody's man, and if you saw him there, just dive. <laughs> even if you're blocking the shot. Yeah, just just because it's a corner doesn't necessarily mean you should revert to instruction. Mm. It's it's like if that was a, a free kick, it was very Sunday league. You're not that. Yeah, it was. It was it was, it was so lax, um, and that's appropriate, really, that, that you mentioned very Sunday league because I think that would move on quite nicely to my negative from Go the on. game, which was uh, your device <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be able to chip in this because you're talking about the second goal, aren't you? I am talking about the second goal. And it's a funny one because after about 20, 25 minutes, I was looking at Device and I was thinking, he's playing really well today. I thought he started the game very, very yeah. well. Um, he made a vital block in his own six-yard box mm-hmm. to to deny them. I think, I think it would have been the opening goal of the game at that point. Yeah. His distribution was decent. And I was thinking this could quietly be Device's uh, best game of the season. And then it all went wrong. (laughs) 
it all went wrong. I mean, that second goal escalated quickly. It did, just, didn't it? <laughs> just it did. It did. Just just fall all over the pitch for that second goal. Um, we tried to initiate high press. Yeah, which you know we're all about. And we've we've used it to to fairly oh, good effect at times this season. You've got it. Lewis Potter and Doherty going yeah. in uh, very aggressively mm-hmm. up top. And it's made us, it's stretched us in the middle of the park. So you can see that Honeyman's probably slightly further ahead than, than you would want him. And Smallwood is isolated. So the ball comes down that right hand side and it gets worked inside. And at this point, it goes into an area of the pitch where there's no danger, I would say. There's no real danger just inside um, our half on the right hand yeah. side. Smallwood's in the middle. He's not close to the man that's going to be receiving the ball, but you could say that he's in a position where he can get back in and deal yeah. with it. This man who's receiving the ball as well, to the best of my memory, has his back to our goal. So he's going to receive it. He's going to have to take a touch and turn. For some reason, Device decides to charge out of his defensive line. How many line. times do this, though? Exactly, and it's not the first time he's done it this season either. He's charged out of his defensive line to put this man under pressure where really there's no need for him sit, to be doing that. Sit. He's leaving space behind. Just, just keep your position. Yeah, and this is something that we're seeing, not only from him, but it's it kind of reminded me a little bit of Elder's mistake for Peterborough's goal the other week. Oh, uh, yeah, just overcommitted he, and he got just did himself. Like Comes yeah. hairing out, spacing behind. Yeah, and low And you've got no opportunity cheers. to recover. <laughs> Yeah, same for Device on Saturday. He just came charging out. It's like, let the play happen in yeah. front of you. It was very Sunday and, league that I was just like, you just think, oh, oh, like, oh, oh, for f- oh. <laughs> that was essentially my commentary. <laughs> it, was, it was never yeah. there because he was a million miles off. You know, he was never going to get to him. Um, it annoyed me they played out from the back so well because like you say you know the, the high press that like Doherty was trying and then Lewis Potter they were doing the right things but they were just then passing it out and pass 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 it made, made it like fucking Barcelona and that one yeah. really annoyed me I mean me. the man that he's gone to pressurise as well like I say if he'd got the ball he has to turn on it but he doesn't even get the ball he just shows yeah. for it and then Caddis plays a simple ball really a ball inside yeah. And it's it's like a one touch passing behind into the space that device is left behind for the on running man. All right, you could probably say Smallwood's not switched onto the runner, but the space is only there because device has come out. Yeah, you so shouldn't far. really have to track that runner it there because it should be his no. man. Like just it, well, it should it it should be happening in yeah. front of him. Like we say, he should he shouldn't have to, but he probably should in that situation. But it's like. Device is out, Burke's exposed, he has to come rushing onto the man playing the ball in the middle. It's it's a litany of errors, mm. but you can probably still get away with all of it if Device just holds yeah. his line rather than come bombing out. And then he sort of went from bad to worse from there because he's made that mistake and then the rest of the game, you can Ed's tell gone. he's struggling to... Re- yeah. So, and, and there was an... An instance, I think it was late on in the game where he had the ball unopposed in our half and he just hacked it clear and it went out for a throw in. Yeah. Like rather than trying to play. Oof, as they would say. Yeah, and it it's just it just it seems panicked, to, didn't he? 
some his season up Started so far. Yeah, well, he, and did. he has he has a lapse in concentration and he just his head's gone. He, yeah. So yeah, so you know, it, it you like I say, you can look at that goal and you can pick out five or six mistakes, yeah. but I think his was the biggest one. And as one of our senior players, yeah, you know, he, let's not forget he was captain he really last season. Doing he that. needs ex- if if somebody like to be a little bit sharper yeah, than if, that. If Greaves did that. You'd be like, oh, he's just too keen because he's young and inexperienced. Mm. Device should be making that mistake. No, I don't think so. I, I think he's, you know, I think he's better than he's showing. At the I, I think he's a good defender. I'm not. I'm not saying he's shit, and we should get rid of him. I'm not one of those people. But no, but the, to... the, the, there will be a lot of people who yes, will think that. Will, and, um... But he needs to up his game and prove him wrong. He needs to make sure yeah. that, particularly if it, I mean, I, I very much the... doubt he will play against Fleetwood. I wouldn't imagine so. And, you know, the thing is that he's given whoever comes in against Fleetwood opportunity to cement a place for themselves on that side, whether it's, you know, Jacob Greaves mm. or McLaughlin or whoever it's going to be. Yeah. You know, there's, there is an opportunity there for him because he's, he's not grasping a share. No. Um, what I was going to do, I think, because I, I don't really want to depress myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> by talking about goals that we concede for stupid reasons, I was gonna. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, just just on that yeah. point, that is again the story of the game: not taking opportunities and giving away soft goals, and it's developing into a bit of a, a, a theme, isn't it? Yeah, seems to be. Um, what I was gonna do is do something that's a little bit potentially a little bit like unorthodox. So I wanted to combine something that was was kind of good but help us to look forward to <laughs> Fleetwood on well I don't know if anybody's looking forward to playing Fleetwood on Saturday um but it, I did notice because obviously our game against Accrington was was postponed last week we already knew that was going to happen yes because of the covid test that they'd had in their camp obviously that'll be rearranged for later in the season so at least we got a little bit of a break. But actually, there were a lot of players that didn't get a break because they played the under-23s on Monday. Yeah. Um, I'll just read you the team. Long, Festus Arthur, Alfie Jones, Jacob Greaves, Fleming, Batty, Curtis Jones, Slater, Chadwick, Mayer, Scott was the starting lineup. Now, that mm-hmm. kind of links to my number. I'm sure you've got a number as well. Um but my number yeah. was nine because that's how many first team regulars started for the under twenty threes. And what point I was going to make with this is it shows how many options that McCann has actually got at his disposal, um, and is going to mm. have to utilise over the next few weeks because it's very much Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday after this. Yeah, what have we got? Seven Something games like that because we've got next month. We've got Fleetwood in the cup, then in the EFL Trophy we'll go way at Harrogate. Uh, 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 uh. It's not the ear. Oh, sorry, trophy. Papa John's trophy. It's the Papa John's trophy. I mean, <laughs> you know, people already think it's a Mickey Mouse no, competition. Why would you do that? Why would you choose that sponsor? <laughs> the Papa John's trophy. I mean, I suppose their money's as good as anyone. Well, I mean, they'll be grateful for any sponsorship, but I mean, I don't know what happened to the yeah. to the other one. There was a, there was a different trophy sponsor. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but they've shit out. Um, I'm not sure where yeah. they've gone. It'll always be the LDV Vans trophy to me. Um, yeah. So, well, there you go. But yeah, that was my number. Um, trying, trying to combine a lot of things there, but um, mm. I thought it was quite interesting. No, well, I think that's something that he's going to have to do, um, and I think he will look to do. He's, he's 
lucky that he is afforded mm. the opportunity, you know, with that under 23s game. And now we're back to back cup games where he can have a look at his squad, not only because it'll give him a better idea what these players can mm. do, but it'll also get minutes in the legs and allow the more established first team players the, the chance to rest. Yeah. And, and, well, what I was going to say was, you know, just recover. I was going to praise McCann, really, because he could have just let. The... <laughs> that will well, be popular. <laughs> I mean, I, do, I wouldn't praise McCann for that stupid Swindon performance, but he's obviously thought about it properly. He could have just let Dawson um, and his assistant play the the whole twenty three squad, couldn't he? But he's said mm, no. These yeah. these lads need minutes. They need the fitness. They need the game fitness. So make sure you play them, and then within you know the next five days. So we had expect quite a lot of those to start against Fleetwood. I would expect Scott and mm. Mayer to start, for example. I'd expect Slate to start. I would expect Greaves and Fleming to start, and Long probably. And Jones, I, would Jones I think has Jones probably is earned, a, earned a spot there as well because from when I was following the game, um, the under twenty threes game, Batty got sent off. Um, Two bookable offences, and I don't think that carries on to any sort of competition. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, it's a bit stupid from him because he's not been in the side as as of late, and he's had a chance to get some fitness in there, and he's gone and got himself sent off. So I'm not sure where his head is at the minute. Um, Did McLaughlin play? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. wasn't even in the squad. Right. So That's maybe I don't know. Well, if you listen to McCann's presser this afternoon. Uh, this morning, yeah, just, just basic. Watched his interview on City. Yeah, website he, as well. they asked him if there was any injury worries, and he said no, because Joey Barton will be watching. I'm keeping that in house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was good management of him to say all of these players haven't played full ninety minutes, or haven't played a lot of football. They need some football. Play them in the twenty threes. I mean, they, they won one nil, and Scott scored. That's the first time Scott scored in a long time. I think the last time he scored was yeah, Birmingham. he needed that. I think so. They spoke about it as a positive for yeah. him, didn't they? Oh, McCann did, saying, you know, it, he's had a frustrating time with injuries and what have you, so it could be something just to get him going. So, um, that yeah, that was my number, was nine, so the amount of first teamers that started. Mm. Um, what was yours? Uh, my number was 1.7. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so 1.7 is the average points per game for teams finishing in the top six since 2004 to five. Okay. So I've gone back. I've put an Excel spreadsheet Ooh. together with pivot tables and formulas and stuff. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to get geeky and granular. And I've put in the... Teams that have finished in the top six yeah. in League One since 2004 to five put in their points and calculated the points Ooh, per game. So you've done some proper research to, here. I have, yeah. I wanted to find the average points per game for teams finishing in the top six. And like I say, that was 1.7. I think that this would be a nice little thing that we could come back to every 10 games yeah. or so in the season so it can kind of measure our progress yeah, against okay. this. Just to give us an idea of how we're performing. So 1.7 on average would see you finish in the top six. Now, at the minute, obviously it's early days, but 10 games seems to be the accepted thing where you can start having a look at the table and, and thinking this is how it's coming yeah. together. 
you know, it's a good indication. You've you've got a decent kind of sample size to have a look at and think, okay, we can yeah can draw conclusions yeah. from this. At the moment, City are averaging two point one points per game. Right. Okay. So they're doing above average for what you're. So, so they are, they are doing well enough at to the moment. Their top six at the end of the season. Where, you know, were they on that rate at the end of the season? Um. Yeah, so there are other teams within the top six who are as good as or better than us on a points mm. per game uh, basis at the moment. Peterborough, obviously. Well, yeah, they're top by three now because um, they, they obviously we did place Tuesday and they did they won again. Yeah, so P- Peterborough's points per game at the moment is 2.27. Mm. But then Charlton in third are better. Yeah, they've put a run together, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they have done. Um, so... You know, it just gives us a decent indication. If you wanted to kind of compare what other teams throughout that period have, have done, the highest points per game total for a team in League One from 2004 to five to now was Wolves in 2013-14. Mm. And they won, won the league that season on 2.24 points per game, which wow. is exceptional. Um, and the lowest points per game for a team that finished within the top six was Chesterfield in 2014-15 and they had 1.5 which when you think about it is, is really that pretty is, low yeah. yeah so it just gives us a marker for progress and and it's you know on that basis it's been a, a very very good opening mm. 10 games certainly uh, and I, I think you know, if you'd have said you know what 21 points out of 30 you well, would take you? it, yeah, yeah. You you would you would take it. You are definitely day. not going to win every um, game in this league because it comes. Well, there's so many fixtures and there's so many tough tough games and styles of play are, are very different to the you know the top sides often like to sort of get it on the deck and play like we saw against Peterborough. But there are there are yeah. sides like Northampton and like your Gillingham that I was I, I was gutted that Gillingham actually got a win on on Tuesday because I was pretty. You know, Steve Evans had lost five in a row previous to that, and I did want to make it six. <laughs> you were hoping for uh, the sack because it's just Steve Evans in it. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'd share the same sentiments <laughs> as me. Um, yeah, I mean, no, you, you don't want to see anybody lose their job if but... it's Steve Evans. <laughs> yeah, we're making. I did look at the stats of that yeah. game. They had the one, the one with 27 percent possession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think if you looked up smash and grab in a dictionary. Um Well the thing is, you know, it's that it's that age old thing, isn't it? It's like you, you only look for the possession stats if yeah, you've lost. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> um you know, it's 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 a stick to beat the, the victorious definitely. team with. Um just before we move on from this, because I put a bit of yep. effort into it. I appreciate like that effort. Pivot tables and what have you. Um the average points per game for teams finishing as champions. Yep. Because I want to win well, this I league. I think all City fans should, after yeah. the start with that, we should be aiming to at least finish top two. But Yeah, so the average points per game for teams finishing as champions since 2045 is 2.05, so we are exceeding that at the minute. Obviously, it's it early days. Um, but that's, you know, generally that would, would see you uh, top the league. For runners-up, mm. don't want to do that. We've yeah. been there, done that. That's 1.9. 1.9. We've just below that mark in 2045. Yeah. So, and then finally, if we were only looking, you know, for playoffs, 
frankly, I think we should be aiming for better. I'd agree. Um, but if you just look, if you're just looking to end up between third and sixth, the average points per game for teams making the playoffs, and that's saying nothing about what happens in in the the playoffs yeah. after that. The average points per game is one point seven two. Right. So we're well above yeah. that at the moment. Um, but I think that's something that we can return to in ten yeah. games time and just see how we're performing yeah, once against we get that. To January's uh, time, if we revisit it and see how we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be good. Okay, the that. stats man. Um, music and stats <laughs> man. So, well, I appreciate the effort with that. It's interesting. So we have nine from me and one point seven from you. Um, I think we should just have a you know. Um, there's an awful lot else we needed to talk about other than the fact that we have kind of touched on the Fleetwood game already. How how do you see it going? Is it one that you're excited for or could you not give two shits? No. <laughs> I, I'm not excited about it because we just played him yeah. recently. At least we won't um, have Captain Pugwash playing the fucking background like. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, a different outcome would be nice. It would. It? I don't uh, think he'll keep the same team. I don't know what their approach yeah. is going to be. You know whether whether they're going to rotate. I tried to look to see if if Barton had put a you know had a press conference or something, but I couldn't see any comments on Fleetwood's no. website. So we don't know what they'll do. They might do it tomorrow because um, some teams do it Thursday, some teams do it Friday. It just depends. Yeah, it? yeah, potentially. We'll see. But I don't ever want to say that losing a game would be a positive. I think it would maybe mean that we don't have as many fixtures like crammed in. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. The longer term picture, love a long, you know, like a week this off when, you, gonna, when the next round is. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tricky one anyway in terms of the more fixtures that are postponed for COVID, and there will be more. Whether that's because we have cases or opposition has yeah. cases, I think the more room you have in your schedule, probably the the better off you will be mm-hmm. in the long run. That's not to say I want us to lose the game on Saturday because you know I, I would far rather that we won. Well, you want to win every game, but in the long run, would yeah, you be that it wouldn't be... if we did lose? It'd be less than a league game because no. you'd be like, "Well, it's done now." It won't. It won't be a disaster. And I know people could say, "Oh, well, you were saying when we beat Sunderland on penalties that winning games is." It a was habit for that and, first you know, one though. Once... It was getting that proverbial yeah, I mean... monkey off your back, wasn't it? And that felt much more important because it was establishing or helping to establish something. Whereas this is, we're in a yeah. flow now. Uh, okay, okay, we've lost against Swindon, but you know, I don't think were we to lose against Swindon and Fleetwood, that people would say, "Well, you know, we'll see where we go from here," because that puts us on a, a downward mm. turn. Um, but well, it's you know, two two I'd... cup games in three days that we've got, isn't it? So, mm. yeah, um, I can't imagine. Yeah. Really not ex- not excited about either. No, I mean, I, fair. I would be if I was going that, to Harrogate that on different. Tuesday. That's what I was going to say. I think if we could go to Harrogate, I think that you know that's a, a ground that we'd never have done <laughs> before with City. So it'd be a nice yeah. ground, thinking, and, and, and a, a night game as well under the lights. But he's going to play a basic under twenty yeah, threes. Betty's tea room away. Tea room away. <laughs> 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 Make sure you've got your Jack Wills on. Uh, but yeah I mean I think he'll go mainly under 23s like before I, I don't think he's going to he'll have some first teamers in there I'm sure but he wanna, he'll want to make sure that there's no I mean, steady that's, injuries that's... picked up like Smallwood did against yeah, West Ham yeah that's something to look forward to you, yes. don't, want that, you don't want that yeah, position that, that... again do you no 
no, you don't want to be losing players for more important fixtures. Um, that that possibly is one selling point. You know, um, I would look forward to watching Callum Jones and, and James Berry yeah. again. James Berry's injured at the minute, unfortunately. Actually, he is. is he? He's out for a few weeks. He got injured against um, Cardiff under twenty threes, which they lost. They're doing quite well the twenty threes, um, as are the under eighteens. Just thought we'd give them a quick mention um, because they won in the first round of the FA Youth Cup last night. They won two 0 away at Crew, who often have a good academy, so it was an excellent result for them. Um, there's some good young players coming through the ranks at City, which is always nice to see. So maybe later in the rounds of the EFL trophy, you might even see some of the 18s making that. I know there are some 18s that have made the 23 squad um, over the last few weeks. So always good to keep an eye on the young lads. Um, just a shame we can't go watch them, you know, because it's don't come under the same thing. But I'm not even sure if under-23s and under-18s football is going to be postponed as well. I'm not sure if that comes under the remit. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I'm not 100% yeah. sure is, is my answer. Um, try and find out. But because everything from steps three to six and then grassroots has, has kind of gone, you'd expect it not to continue. But maybe they're, they're exempt from that because it's like reserves or 23s, under 18s of, a, of a, an elite team. So... Yeah, technically professional football, isn't it? So, I just thought it was worth mentioning the 18s because it's always good when the young lads do well, isn't it? Um, yeah, we're not excited for Fleetwood. We're not really excited for Arrogate, but I'm sure they'll get into the big games we watch anyway. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'll be watching them both. Um, what, well, else right, do? what else are you going to do on a Saturday? <laughs> I can't go anywhere else no, and spend my money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just waste it on some vinyl and merch or something, yeah. Um, through lockdown. Yeah. Um, was there any A or B you were going to talk about? I was just going to mention the Chiller thing um, because he's, it, they've gone over thirty-two thousand pounds now. Um, as of yeah, today, no, which fantastic. Is, I still need to make a donation. But, and obviously, the donations will keep coming in and in, won't they? So it's uh, yeah. I need to get a t- one of those T-shirts as well from the. 222 yeah. collection. Yeah, that would, uh, I think it's a great cause and everything and, and I think it's really good that the club's done that. I was relieved that they came out with something in fairness because over the, over the past few years they've not yeah. really supported things like that, have they? But um, I think this is one they couldn't turn down. I think there's good people, no. there's good people at the club that's... and I think often that the, the good work by them will often be um undone by somebody higher than them um, but in this case they've done the right thing so I think it should be said that yeah, I, I think that that is worth noting you know that, that there are um, an awful lot of good people at the club I know I had um, an experience in lockdown um, where you know where the, the club's website were doing kind of like flashback features of photographs from kind of prominent yeah. games over yeah. our recent history and a few of the pictures that they featured for the Arsenal game from 2008 you could clearly see myself my, oh, dad, my brother in it in, yeah. in crowd shots and, and don't have very many photographs of um, 
the three of us from from football because you're too busy watching oh, the yeah, game to take absolutely. it, you know. But but since he's passed away, like things like that are quite important. So I emailed the club, and um, Matt Carrington was kind enough to supply me with uh, copies of the pictures as well, which was you know greatly appreciated. Yeah, so it's like you say, there are people club. who will. Yeah, and 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 it's funny that because that was maybe the only thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, for any other business and probably something that we could have mentioned before when we spoke about him. But it is a, something else that's worthy of praise for the club is the fact that they're exploring a new deal for yes, Lewis Potter. I was going to actually mention that and then it tripped out my head because we started talking about how device could defend. <laughs> but that is definitely, it's really It's, it's really funny important. that, isn't it? Um, talking about... Like like talking about device not being able to defend and, and it also coinciding with... Uh, the oh, absence dear. of thought. It's almost like Yeah, I'm not sure there. what it is. We'll come back to it. <laughs> no, it, yeah, the uh, it'd be excellent if we could tie him down to a new deal because then even if clubs do come a calling, which I'm sure they will do at some point, um, if we don't make it out this league, there are going to be people who start to offer him more money and promises and things. If we've got him to a, a good contract, then at least we'll get at least value for him, you know? Um, yeah, well, yeah. Does that? But also, you don't you don't want to reach a situation where, all right, he's got two years left on his deal. But we've we've seen it before with with young players who've done well, Max Clark, um, Max Clark and yeah, Josh Time coming up again, where they've not been rewarded no, for stepping no, into the team. Were, and, they, and it, we need to make sure we keep hold of him. They're not. They're not being. Yeah, they're not being. Or they weren't being paid or offered deals that were. <clears throat> Kind of commensurate with their level of ability yeah. and contribution, and 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 you end up with players who walk away from the club with with a sour mm. taste in them in their mouths. And you know, Lewis Potter's the same as both of them in that he's a whole lad, and you you want them to when their time does come, where they move on, play somewhere else. You want them to think about playing for City with pride and with only fond memories, but. You know, we haven't we we maybe haven't looked after them too well in no, the past. To so it was it was encouraging for me to yeah, see that they're doing trying that. to get the contract sorted, aren't they? So um mm. that's uh it's a definite positive. See I told you it was a shit sandwich. Start with something good and end with something good. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, well, there's one thing I was just gonna mention to you, Rich. We have a new country. It isn't Chad. And uh oh. Well, what I've what I've realised from this, um, Anchor keep changing the way they do things. Obviously, Anchor is who we record with, and who hosts the podcast. Um, but the this is it's you know usually it was the countries where you think oh we've got a new country has come up in the with the data that there's listeners here now, and actually they keep changing. They only give you a top twenty, so there there are more, right, okay. but. The current top 20, uh, well, the top five is obviously UK. Then the US, Ireland is number three, Norway number four, Australia number five. Um, and there's a new entry at, where were we, number, at 10th, we have Bolivia. Number 10 with a Bolivia. Bolivia. So that was a bit of a bolt from the blue, that one. Um, the 20th yeah. Listener is Germany, followed by Vietnam, then India, Italy, United Arab Emirates, and then Cambodia. So we do have tigers all over the world. Um, we did shout out a Norwegian tiger a couple of weeks ago. I think you'll remember that. Um, 
Yes. But yeah, we'd love to hear from other people too. So if you are listening abroad, drop us a message so we can mention you personally. Um, yeah, there is a link on our anchor page, I believe, where you can. Yeah, I keep. I mean, it's the same link each time, so I keep posting it every time we've got a new new. Uh, every time there's been a game, so you can you know talk about that. Um, any thoughts that you've got or anything like that. Um, there was just a couple of tweets. I was going to read you, Rich, from our listeners. So we didn't have didn't have the recording okay, set yeah. this week, but we did have a couple of uh, a a couple of tweets to read you. I'm going to go with this. Uh, just give me one second. Here we are. So first of all, we've got uh, Ollie Harsley. Uh, and Ollie talked about how good it was to see the under-23s and under-18s pick up wins. A lot of things to be positive about with our academy and plenty of young, exciting players who are ready to make an impression should they be given a chance in the first team. So that's kind of just what we've been talking about, really. Um, so always good that other City uh, listeners are wanting the uh, young lads to do well. And then also, if I can find it, let's just see. Oh, it keeps zooming in all the time. There we go. Let's just go. Uh, uh, yeah, reset. There we go. Um, there was a couple others that have given us... There we go, where we are. I bet you're the kind of bloke that talks to the machines when you go to sell. definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this I'd stupid thing doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Luddite. <laughs> bloody Luddite. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Uh, I I can't seem to find it. <laughs> There's only there were two unexpected, unexpected items in the area. <laughs> there were two others that had sent me messages and they're not there now. So unless they've retracted them, then we could well have done. I don't know. So never mind. But yeah, there's always that option open. I just have a look on uh, on the Tigers Blair account on Twitter, and there will be a link to our um, voice recording where you can record whichever message you want to us. I'd rather it not be abuse, but if it is, <laughs> you know, at least you're still getting some, <laughs> you're taking the time out to give us abuse, which fair enough. Um, but no, if you've got any any reactions, particularly from the game, particularly at Fleetwood, I think will be the main one that we talk about um, with it being FA Cup first round. I was kind of disappointed we didn't get, you know, somebody random like Marine or Havenant and Waterlooville or somebody um, just for just for a change, really, rather than someone that we've just played and beat us quite soundly. But uh... it would have been quite nice to get, you know. I'm just thinking, like, I'd quite like to have played Scully yeah. or something like that. Yeah, battered. Him. Yeah, it'd have been good that, wouldn't it? <laughs> Them odd. Well, we get to play Grimsby in a couple of weeks in the AFL Trophy. Oh, sorry, yeah. Papa John's. Um, so that'll be a yeah. To be fair. Um, but I think that was that was everything we wanted to talk about this week, wasn't it? So, good yeah, chat right, as yeah. always. And yeah, uh, we live in hope for another win, a couple of wins over the next few days. So, thoughts, sir? Would be hard. No, but it's always nice to win, win isn't it? Thoughts are all the same. Always good to yeah. win. Come on, yeah. we're winners, man. We're not, we're not tired, man. Come on, we're winners. <laughs> um. So yeah, we will uh, we'll we'll speak next week and leave us any messages. Follow us on Twitter and everything else, and we'll speak to you soon. I'm sure. Thoughts, sir.